0: Indicted. Ringing Liberty and Truth. This is Freedom 1570, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul, powered by JTR Roofing.
2: Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. President Trump now calling for smaller-scale COVID-19 stimulus bills after canceling negotiations on a comprehensive assistance package on Tuesday.
0: Several hours after announcing a halt to stimulus talks, the president reversed course and urged Congress to pass $25 billion in new aid for the airline industry, more assistance for small businesses, and $1,200 payments to millions of Americans. Mr. Trump's directives came during a flurry of social media activity as he tweeted and retweeted dozens of times, on
1: a range of subjects.
2: White House correspondent Greg Cluxton. Hurricane Delta made landfall along the northeastern coast of Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula, blowing down trees and knocking out power in some of the area's resorts. No immediate reports of deaths or injuries. Meanwhile, National Hurricane Center Senior Specialist Daniel Brown says residents along the Gulf Coast need to make sure they have their hurricane plan in place. The
1: system is very
2: likely to produce a life-threatening storm surge, A significant wind event, potential for flooding rainfall across uh, portions of uh, uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, even up into Tennessee over the next few days. Also at townhall.com, Puerto Rico's governor has endorsed President Trump. In a move which could help Mr. Trump in the battleground state of Florida, Governor Wanda Vasquez gave her backing to Mr. Trump. She argues he's best suited to address the needs of Puerto Ricans in these difficult times. Despite criticism of the Trump administration's handling of Hurricane Maria and subsequent disaster aid, Mr. Trump last month announced plans to award almost $13 billion in federal aid to help repair the island's electrical and education infrastructure. Correspondent Jeremy House with that report on Wall Street. Stocks higher out The Dow up 424 points. The Nasdaq ahead 160 More of these stories at townhall.com.
0: Let's say you've decided to build a bicycle from scratch. Sounds like an impossible project for my skills, but let's say you've got the skills and I offer you an advantage, a special tool that would help you build the bike faster while saving you legitimate money. My guess is you'd say bring it on. If you wouldn't, well, then this commercial isn't going to make much sense. My name is Ryan. I'm from United Faith Mortgage, and we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is lucky to have a direct lender advantage. Our company is set up to use its own money and make its own lending decisions within its own walls. And often, this advantage allows us to get your refinance or new home loan done faster and get you a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Rates are historically low. Now is the time to see how our special tool might work for you. We... Our United Faith
1: Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA, United Mortgage Corp. 25 Mill Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For licensing information. Good. Animalist Consumer Access.org. Corporate Animalist number 1335. Record Animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah.
0: Humbly Michaels here in the KingdomBuilders.com studios. Beautiful Wednesday. Sunshine and 68 for the high. Join us for the vice presidential debate tonight at 8, presented by Alpha News. You can hear it in its entirety here on Freedom 1570. Mr. Scott V. Black and Like It Matters Radio is next. You can contact any of our programs, get updates and more through our program guide page at freedom1570.com. Bringing liberty and truth.
1: This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we are required to do so by federal law. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with the statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard.
3: The following is a public notice for people suffering with fibromyalgia symptoms. Researchers from the University of Illinois College of Medicine have developed the first definitive blood test for the biomarkers of fibromyalgia. Those who test positive may qualify for an FDA-approved clinical trial of a breakthrough symptom-eliminating treatment. Previously, a fibromyalgia diagnosis could not be confirmed. Now, participants can have definitive confirmation of this debilitating disease. The test is covered by nearly all insurance plans and FM test can even arrange to have your blood test done by a licensed medical professional in the comfort and security of your own home. If you suffer from chronic fatigue, mental fogginess or chronic pain, it may be fibromyalgia. Take this opportunity to get the first and only definitive test. If you test positive, you could be among the first to receive a breakthrough treatment formulated to eliminate all fibromyalgia symptoms. Space is limited, so go now to myfmtest.com. That's myfmtest.com. Myfmtest.com.
1: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Your life changes for the better when you live each day like it matters. Positive focus, healthier relationships, and breaking free from trauma that's held you back. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host Mr. Scott V. Black.
4: It's a great day to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters inspiration, education and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life catty and you can call me Mr. Black and Today, we're going to get a little philosophical. Today, I'm going to pose the question, what will you stand for? You know, what will you stand for? You know, I believe that what's going on uh, with the coronavirus, the why it's having such a um, a psychological impact on people, uh, is the same problem that's going on in America. I believe uh, that we've lost our identity. Uh, I believe uh, we're having an existential crisis. See... When you know what you will stand for, that's really about knowing who you are. And I want you to think about that phrase "stand." You know, stand. You know, we're told to to take a stand for something. I want you to think about the imagery. Uh, you know, the uh, the Bible talks about all the time a uh, uh, stand firm. I think it's Ephesians six. Stand firm. We're talking about spiritual battle. Think about this: when someone's uh, 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 fed up with something, they said, "I can't stand this anymore." Right, I can't stand this anymore. Take a stand. I mean, think about what's going on right now with our uh, millionaire uh victim athletes, right? These celebrities, these people who get to play a game for a living who, uh, uh, basically get paid more in a year than some people make in a lifetime, uh, to play a sport, to play a game, and then to be famous, to be sought after, to have any woman or man they want. To be able to go to any place, and yet they're complaining about how victimized they are. Pull me, pull me. It's so so hard. It's so hard. LeBron James goes to bed every night wondering who who's gonna bust down his mansion door and shoot him. LeBron James gets in his car every single day wondering what cop's gonna pull him over and shoot him. I mean, it's so silly. Stop it. Right. But what are they doing? They're choosing not to stand for the national anthem and for some people it's no big deal but there are people who died uh, for that flag there are people who died uh, for the right to people to take a knee during the national anthem there are people that died uh, for the right of people to mock other people to spit in other people's face to mock god right and so this thing about stand, you know, I think it's interesting. Uh, I love the, the Bible, and first and foremost, I'm a man of God, that the, that the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, uh, our guide, our helper, his Greek name is paraclete. Isn't that incredible? Paraclete. Don't you hear it? A pair of cleats. What does a pair of cleats do to an athlete, do to someone wearing those cleats? It gives them stability, it helps them to stand firm. It gives them foundation. It gives them solidity, if you will. I don't even know if that's a word, but I just made it one, right? And so we got to realize, what will we stand for? What are you willing to take a stand for? And these are existential questions. I love that word existential because it's really a compound word, right? Uh, it consists of two words, existence An essence, existential. The etymology tells us what an existential question is. is a question concerning the essence of what it means to be you, what it means to be alive existential is what is the meaning of life what is the meaning of my existence why do I get up each day do what I do go home at night get up the next day and do it again and again and again what am I willing to stand for what am I be willing I mean you look at the great martyrs of Scripture you know people who are willing to give their life don't you say they take a stand uh, people that were burned at the stake for supporting Jesus Christ would would sing hymnals, would sing hymnals. When Stephen, the first martyr in the Bible, is being stoned, he could see heaven opening up and see Jesus Christ up there standing for him. And boy, when 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 the Jesus Christ stands for you, that's all you need. And so that's what this is. What is my greater purpose? And why is that important to know? Because when you know what your greater purpose is, then you know how you should live your life. See, when you know who you are, then what to do is a lot simpler. And and I believe that there are the three great existential questions in life. Who am I? Why am I here? And where am I going? I think those are the three great existential questions in life. Why am I here is about your purpose. Where am I going is about your destination, your outcome. And again, if you don't know where you're going, then any road will take you there. And if you don't know where you're going, then how will you know when you get there? Make sense? So Today, we're going to get a little existential. We're going to get a little philosophical, because I believe that America is in an existential crisis. And thus, when our nation's in an existential crisis, we individually, I mean, think about this, our families are in an existential crisis. We used to know what a family is. There was a mother, there was a father, and there was maybe children. And now Black Lives Matter told mission is to destroy the nuclear family. That's when of their key their tenants, their their tent poles. That's what Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter does not want black men around at all. It's all about black women, uh homosexual, transgender, the queer mindset. They're against cisgender relationships. They're against the nuclear family. They don't want black men anywhere around. So I think it's interesting uh, that the, the, the black uh, vote is, uh, I think probably a black male vote, is going to be at least 33% Republican this time. At least 33%, if not more. Wow. Because it's kind of hard to be a part of an organization that wants to destroy you. It's kind of like Israel wanting to negotiate with the Palestines who believe that they have no right to exist. How do you negotiate with someone but who's part of their existential beliefs is you have no right to live, right? I mean, it's pretty hard. And what happens today is that we're confused. Not only do we not know our, our greater purpose is not only do we not know how we should live, we don't know what is death. We don't know what happens when we die, uh, we don't even know if there's a God anymore. And if so, what is his nature? For some of you would say, what is her nature? That's how confused we are. It's confusion all over the place. And here's the problem with confusion. Confusion is the enemy's number one weapon formed against us. If we don't know why we're here, if we don't know who we are, if we don't know where we're going, then why does today even matter? Why does what I do matter or not? You know, the old saying is if if it was illegal to be a Christian would there be enough evidence to convict you? If, if it was illegal to be a good husband, would there be enough evidence to convict you? If it was illegal to be a good parent, would there be enough evidence to convince you, to convict you? See, in a, in a world of moral ambiguity, a, a world of gray areas, everything's gray, instead of moral black and white, it's good versus evil. People are struggling, how do I make moral choices? That's why people flock to what the world's flocking to. And right now, the world's flocking to Black Lives Matter because it makes sense, of course, Black Lives Matter. But the concept and the statement and the belief are something totally different than that Marxist, racist organization, that corporate America that the NFL, the NBA are funneling billion dollars into – and then Black Lives Matter is taking out billions of dollars and funneling into Democratic campaigns. Thanks, Bruce. That's why they've raised more money in this campaign than any other in the history, because it's coming from corporate money that's basically been paid to shut people up. And so today we're gonna ask the question: What will you stand for? On Like It Matters Radio, we'll be back in three minutes. I don't know. I know who I am. I'm a dude, playing a dude, disguised as another dude.
5: Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space, and in that space is your power, your freedom, Dr. Victor Frankel. In this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion, our daily choices matter more, and they are more consequential. Times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes, a deeper understanding, a bigger picture, so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters. Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a Daily Devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior, daily devotional, and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net.
0: Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, Your Smart Speaker, at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. The U.S. Constitution and the rule of law are under attack now more than ever before. A radical agenda by the far left is destroying the bedrock of our great nation. We must protect conservative ideals with our votes and in our homes. Join Dennis Prager, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, Charlie Kirk, and Larry Elder for America's Town Hall 2020. A live stream discussion about how we reclaim our country from a democracy that's under attack. America's Town Hall 2020. Visit SalemTownHall.com for tickets. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at Minneapolis.SalemSurround.com.
4: This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Who are you?
2: They need not worry. Just look at the record. There's not one single syllable that I've ever said that could lead you to believe that I was a socialist or a communist.
4: Amen. I am Mr. Black, and you are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. And I think that was Sly and the Family Stone. John's playing some great music, and it's all about taking a stand. You know, what are you willing to stand for? And that's the rhetorical question we're asking today. Today we're going a little philosophical because, you know, there's a reason for philosophy. There's a reason we're given philosophy. And, uh, you know, I don't like to go too philosophical times, but we're in a weird place in this world, in this time. You know, the Kairos, the, the time that we're in, not the Kronos time, the time on your watch, because right now it's about 20 minutes after the hour. And uh, you tune in on the hour every Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 12 noon Central Standard Time uh, to be inspired, to be motivated, to get something uh, educated that you can do today that will make today better than yesterday and tomorrow better than today. That's what we do here. We spend our time in a wise way. And today I want to get uh, the existential on you. You know, why are you here? A lot of you listen to this radio show because you pride yourself in being constant learners, a lifelong learner. Notice again, it attaches to your identity. And that's so important because everything we do, everything we think and say and do, every every relationship we have at some point is going to attach to our identity. And I really believe that we're in a crisis in this country. Uh, Our country's in a crisis. We don't know who we are anymore. We used to know what America was, what we stood for, who we were. We were the shining light on the hill, Ronald Reagan used to say. We're the, we're the hope of the world, a lot of people believed. You know, and yet today we're, we're confused. We're lost. You know, there's a point of absolute crisis. The, and at that point of absolute crisis, the protagonist realizes that he or she has no one to turn to for answers but him or herself. And so there is this existential crisis going on in America, going on in our families, going on in our hearts and our heads. I mean, we're isolated. We're not working out like we used to. We're not going out like we used to. So we don't have the activity. We don't have the movement. We don't have the expanse of of experience. And so, you know, we're stuck a little bit. And let's be honest, we should, but we don't. Most of us don't walk around every day asking these questions. You know, who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? That's why I do our leadership training. I create an environment over two and a half days where people can ask and answer those important questions of who are you? Why are you here? What's your purpose? If today was your last day on this planet, would it matter one bit that you were given the gift of life? Why did God breathe life into that carbon-based life form? And for those of you that know God, that you're called out, Ecclesiastes, you're a called out one, you're part of the church, why did God save you? And leave you on this planet. If you haven't asked yourself that question, then you're remiss. And we need to be asking ourselves these questions. These existential questions. And you know, for most people, there does come a time in our lives when the surface meaning stripped away. Usually by some tragedy. Some separation from those we love or our daily routines. From our normal, quote, identities. And by confronting the destroyer death. Think about it, September 11 2001. A lot of people's lives change for a little bit. You know, if you go home and you're married and your spouse says, I'm done, I don't think I love you anymore. Man, if you wanna make that marriage work, you're gonna turn it around, you're gonna refocus, right? Because now all of a sudden you're getting ready to lose those things that you valued. If you find out you have cancer, A good friend of mine, Greg, in Minneapolis, found out he has advanced stage of lung cancer, stage four. And boy, all of a sudden, when that happens, you look at your life differently. I got a friend of mine, a guy, a coach, I'm his life caddy, Dave, he's been on the radio before, he just retired 40 years in the same company, the same health network in Minneapolis. And he's still young, he's just 60. And so, you know, i want him to take a rest and refocus, but he's got to ask the question of himself. <clears throat> What's next? And I said, in order to do that, you got to decide how you want the whole thing to end out. How do you want it to end? See, who you are is important. And when you know who you are, then what to do is quite simple, or at least not as complicated. Let me give you an example. Let's say you defined yourself as an athlete, and therefore being an athlete is what gives your life meaning. You'd probably face an existential crisis if you were injured, right? Or you simply grew old, and you could no longer compete in your sport. Or maybe you're deeply, deeply in love and have planned the rest of your life around another person, only to learn that they don't love you at all, or to lose that person early on in your relationship. Think about that. The same happens for those who define themselves, to find their deepest meaning uh, as a parent. And then the children all move out. You see this in empty nest syndrome, right? Man and woman, they pour all themselves into those children. They they forget each other. They no longer work on the relationship. Everything's about those kids. And then when those kids grow up and leave the house, they look at each other and go, Who are you? And a lot of times they break up. Think about this. I do work a lot with military people. I had uh, David Winkler on the on the radio with me the other day. And he's a warrior. He's a soldier. And we talked about this. And if you are a soldier, if you're fighting a war for what you were led to believe was a people who would greet you as a liberator and hero, but you learn they actually hate and want to kill you, Right? Or if you've been stripped from all your short-term memory, right? Or you are a character in a play, get it, right? You, you kind when of, you, when you perform, when you become an actor, I know I had a thespian background. You put on that person's mindset of who they believe they are, and then you say the lines from that mindset. Maybe uh, you were raised in a religious environment. And perhaps your religion taught you that your God rewards the righteous and punishes the wicked. And so you lived your life righteously only to have every member of your family wiped out in a meaningless genocide or accident, right? Or you yourself or even newborn child are are visited by a terminal disease. It'll rock your world. And that's what existential crises do. They force us to ask ourselves what our true nature is. Our true meaning, our true essence as a human being, when the surface meaning has been removed. That's the key. And it's at times like this where things get wobbly, where we don't know who we are, where we don't know why we're here. I mean, I don't like this guy at all, I, I despise him, but Keith Oberman, I'm going to use him as an example. Keith Oberman is a bleeding-heart liberal. I despise the guy. He's mean. He's nasty. He's a lot of things. So Keith Oberman worked at ESPN. But because ESPN told him that he could not talk politically, I don't know if you saw this just a couple of days ago, but Keith Oberman quit ESPN to bring flamethrower to Trump on political YouTube show. Keith Olbermann is leaving ESPN again to launch another politically-themed YouTube show ahead of the 2020 election. With only a month to go before November 3rd's election, Oberman is once again looking to push his extremist political ideas onto YouTube viewers. And this will mark the second time he has hosted the YouTube show, uh, and it's called, uh, what is it? I think it's called The Worst Person Ever or something like that. Now, I don't like Keith Olbermann. I think he's a bitter, angry person. I don't think uh, I-, I despise him. But at least he knows who he believes he is, right? He's a flamethrower. He wants to destroy Donald Trump. He believes that, you know, uh, Donald Trump is evil. And why not? He's been programmed to believe that. This is what we're talking about. Do you know why you're here? When you stand before God, how will you know what you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to show up? See, America always knew who we were. We are a country founded upon godly principles. And today, I sent out my blog. You should check it out. I'll read it to you. And I quoted Matthew six twenty two through 23. The eye is the lamp of the body. And so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Right? And we used to be a country founded upon Christian values, Christian morals. And if you read the Bible, there's two books in there: Jonah and Nahum. They're both minor prophets, both had a specific ministry to a very specific country in a very specific capital of that country. Jonah preached to Nineveh about a hundred years before Nahum showed up on the scene. Nineveh was the capital city of Assyrian Empire. Jonah was told to go preach to Nineveh. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, it says in the book of Job. Right? But Jonah wanted nothing to do with the Assyrians. They were brutal. They were powerful. They were enemies of Israel. You know the story. Jonah didn't want to go because he knew God would forgive them. And in Jonah three five, we found out the people of Nineveh believed God. They had a huge, huge shift. They all followed God. All of them. Biggest, biggest, biggest. Uh, um, turning of people ever, a hundred percent. But then a hundred years later, they lost that. They forgot who they were during that hundred years. And then they sent the the prophet Nahum. And then a hundred, 150 years after Nahum, then Assyria was destroyed, Nineveh was destroyed. And I wonder about America itself, if we're in the same way. We, We were brought up as a Christian nation. Uh, values driven by God, Judeo-Christian values. The whole democracy was ri- is only workable, our, our democratic republic only workable uh, with values that come from the Bible. And so today, we're lost. And today, we're wanting to know, what will America stand for? I am Mr. Black. We'll be back in three minutes. I
2: have had overwhelming support from police my whole career up until this year, as your husband
0: will tell you.
1: Investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life.
4: Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains. Legendary service, install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care.
0: Whoever said an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure might have been dealing with a clogged drain line. Call Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains now for a complete line checkup. Paul Bunyan will use their camera to see exactly what's going on. They'll clean the main line for $175 or a secondary line for just $125 with no trip charge. Certain restrictions apply. For
1: details, visit heypaul.com. Tune in each Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on Freedom 1570 for Garden Talk Radio. It's the Wisconsin Vegetable Gardener radio show. Topic-focused, guests from across the country, and answering your garden questions. Submit your questions right now at gardentalkradio at gmail.com or call us anytime at 1-800-927-SHOW. That's every Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on Freedom 1570. Catch the replay Sunday afternoons, 2 to 3 p.m.
4: Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you.
3: What what we're seeing here really looks like, it's like something out of North Korea. The dear leader comes out right with the with, with the... The, the magnificent helicopter entrance and and up the stairs, and and off goes the mask as he pauses, you know, and preens for the for the shots.
5: This is uh, a, a Mussolini moment.
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, we're talking about what will you stand for? What will you stand for? You know, it is this time uh, that we're in right now where people got to question themselves. You know, the good book tells us to live and examine life. We're called to question ourselves. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that if you, uh, if you judge yourself, then God doesn't need to judge yourself. And here's the thing how do you judge yourself unless you know these existential questions? Who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? You know, if I asked you how your day went, you said a good day, and I would ask you, how do you know it was good? What needs to take place in your day to make it a good day? If I ask you what was what was last year like, and you say good or bad, right or wrong, You, the only way you can answer that question is you have something to compare it to. And I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of people have lost their meaning in life. You know, I, I turn 55 tomorrow. So tomorrow I'll be my 55th year on this planet, October 8th, 1965. And so tomorrow I'll celebrate 55 years. And I got to be honest with you, a lot of things that drove me for the first 40 years of my life, no longer drive me. Uh, You know, I'm just being honest. I used to be a huge Cowboys fan. Uh, I don't even watch the Cowboys anymore because I'm so turned off by the millionaire victims wanting to, you know, feed racism. You know, because all Black Lives Matter is doing is making racism worse. It's creating a race war. It's not anti-racism. It promotes racism. Why do you think things are getting worse? It's not Donald Trump's fault. This was happening under Barack Obama. It's because you cannot defeat racism with racism. Some of you got to get this. Some of you still don't get it. It was Dr. King that said that. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Ra- you can't drive out racism with racism. Stop Only it. treating people equally can drive out racism. Only moving beyond someone's skin color can drive out racism. That's what I'm saying. We're having an existential crisis. And existential, it relates to uh, existence. In philosophy, it's concerned with existence, especially human existence, as viewed in the theories of existentialism. And by the way, existentialism is a great theory of uh, thought-provoking concept. A system of ideas made famous by Jean Paul uh, Sartre, I think it is, in the 1940s, in which the world has no meaning and each person is alone and completely responsible for their own actions, by which they make their own character. So existentialism is the philosophical study that begins with the human subject, not merely the thinking subject, but the acting, feeling, living human individual. It's associated mainly with certain 19th and 20th century European philosophers who, despite profound doctrinal differences, shared the belief in the beginning of philosophical thinking. So it goes to the core. You know, when you're lost in time of despair, you got to go to what you know. The Bible says that a dog returns to his vomit and a sow, after cleaning herself, returns to the mire. When things get shaky, you got to go to the foundation. You got to go to the foundation. The predominant value of existentialist thought is commonly acknowledged to be freedom. Think about it. The freedom to be whoever you want to be. The freedom to create whatever life you want to be. Free. Right? That's what we're talking about. That's what America was created on, right? It's really primary virtue is authenticity because there's only one me. There's only one you. You you are the only one that has your fingerprints. You are the only one that has your DNA. You are the only one that has 30-some characters, your voice qualities, uh, your, your gait. In the view of existentialists, the individual starting point is characterized by what's been called the existential attitude, a sense of orientation. And when we're disorientated, when we're confused, when we have dread in the face of an apparently meaningless or absurd world, and that's where we're getting for a lot of us. The things that used to drive me no longer drive me. I'm growing up. When I was a baby, I used to do baby things, but now I'm an adult. I eat different foods. You got to get this. Siren Kierkegaard, soren Kierkegaard, that's the guy's name. I had to look this up while I was talking. He's considered to have been the first existentialist philosopher, Kierkegaard. Though he did not use the term existentialism, he proposed that each individual, not society, not religion, each individual is solely responsible for giving meaning to their life and living it passionately, sincerely. How about authentic, uh, authentic authentically? How about that? <laughs> right? Existentialism became popular in the years following World War II, right? Because, boy, when you're faced with a crisis, the world coming to an end, that's when we ask and answer those life-altering questions. Who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? If today was my last day on this planet, it didn't matter one bit that I was given the gift of life. Don't you get it? Remember James T. Kirk, right? Space, the final frontier. Or how about John Chapman? I talk about John Chapman a regular base on the show, better known as Johnny Appleseed, right? He wanted to feed people. He wanted to teach people how to provide for themselves. Don't you get the whole concept of freedom? That's what America was founded upon. We hold these truths to be self-evident. The whole preamble in the Constitution is like a mission statement for America. But we've lost that because we lost who we are. Why don't you uh, play uh, John Brennan's clip? Go ahead and do that. Speaking of intelligence professionals, uh, the director of national intelligence, John
6: Ratcliffe, has uh, now released a number of documents declassifying them, including uh, one that is your own handwritten notes on Russian intelligence. Russian intelligence alleging that Hillary Clinton was plotting to stir up a scandal about Donald Trump to distract
4: from her email scandal. Uh, what can you tell Why don't you us pause about it right the- there for a second. Now I want you to think about this. This shows you how we've lost who we are. We've always been a nation of laws, a nation of order. We've always bragged about how we've always had a peaceful uh, transfer of power. Well no one's talking about, but this last election there was not a peaceful transition of power. There was spying going on, there was lying going on, there was an insurance policy put in place that if Donald Trump, by chance, got elected, that they would take him out. Now, America would never stand for this. America would never tolerate that. The old America. But we've lost who we are. People like Omar, Ilian Omar now, comes to America from a refugee camp and this country makes her wealthy, get, makes her an elected official, and then all she does is rail against it to destroy it. W- what is going on? That's why we're in the existential crisis in. Go ahead and continue playing it, please. These notes that you wrote about this Russian intelligence, uh, and what do you make of D&I Ratcliffe
6: releasing them right now? <laughs> well, John Ratcliffe is anything but an intelligence professional. He—it It is appalling, his selective declassification of information that clearly is designed to advance the political interests of Donald Trump and uh, Republicans who are aligned with him. But uh, these were my notes. Go and pause the- right there,
4: please. You no, know, I want you to think about this. So by the world knowing, by America knowing that Donald Trump was set up, that Donald Trump was spied upon, that there was a legal activity at the highest level of government to remove this man who's been called a traitor, who's been called a toy of Putin, who's been called a, uh, all kinds of things, basically uh, things that would require the death penalty. And because for the America to know what really happened, it would benefit Donald Trump. That's the reason why John Brennan thinks this is stupid. Because by releasing this, he knows it will help Donald Trump because Donald Trump's been lied about for four years. And a lot of you believe it. There are still at least 40% of this country who believe that Donald Trump is a Russian agent, that Donald Trump colluded with with the Russian government. He didn't. It's been proven. And yet some of you still believe it because of what the media plays over and over and over and over. Go ahead and finish the clip. 2016 period, when I briefed President Obama and the rest of the National
6: Security Council team about what the Russians were up to. And I was giving examples of the type of access that the U.S. intelligence community had to Russia, Russian information, and what the Russians were talking about and alleging. Now, if, in fact, what the Russians were alleging, that Hillary was trying to highlight the reported uh, connections between Trump and the Russians, if, in fact, that was accurate, and that's a big if, there is nothing at all illegal about that. And so John Radcliffe and others are trying to portray this as potentially unlawful activity that deserved follow-up investigation by the FBI. No, it was a campaign activity. But again, I was giving examples to the president and others of the types of access we had. And I was blind to whether it referred to one candidate or the other. I was blind to whether it referred to one party or the other. And what I might also point out, I know that John Radcliffe released uh, a memo that was sent over to the FBI, it's called a CIOL, which is a counterintelligence operational lead, which was again a very selective release and declassification. There are a lot of other CIOLs that talk about the contacts that are taking place between individuals associated with the Trump
4: campaign. Yeah, you know, this is, just, I can't even listen anymore, John, just to end it there. You know, this is all about people picking sides. See, this is what happens. We used to stand for something. Now we stand for our side winning. So he blows this off, the head of intelligence spying on Americans, and that this was just campaign activity. Well, yet he was lied about, nothing was proven with the dossier, everybody knew it was fake, and yet they ran with that. But it's just stunning, and this is what disappoints me, and this is why people are confused. And ladies and gentlemen, we need to remove confusion. And when you know who you are, when you know why you're here, when you know whose you are, and you know where you're going like America used to, then there's no more confusion. I am black. We'll be back in three minutes. Stand by to receive our transmission. all
2: by yourself. This is a mean old world to live in
1: all by yourself. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Whoa, look at all these options.
0: You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include freedom1570.com, our free app at radio.com.
1: As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join
0: Andrew Parker this Sunday evening at 6 as he talks politics, Israel, and the law. The Victory Hour, every Sunday evening at 6, here on Freedom 1570.
1: I'm impressed with my
4: attorney Bernie.
0: that's likeitmatters.net. This is what change looks like. Boris off world's champion good nick at your service. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him.
4: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio. Like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we're going philosophical on you. We're asking those important existential questions of who are you, why are you here, what's your purpose? If today was your last day on this planet, did it matter one bit that you were given the gift of life? And you know, it's one thing I always loved about America. America always had that uh, it was it had a purpose of striving. We were that, as Reagan said, that the shining light on the hill uh i I've, that Reagan got me involved with politics. Reagan got me believing that we could difference that I had a purpose. you know there are two vessels for any human being, any leader you can either be a conduit or a cistern that's it two you gotta choose uh, a a cistern is uh something that holds it's a vessel that holds things it's a vase, it's a cup, it's a bowl. Uh, and then a conduit is a pass-through agent. If uh, It's like PVC pipe underground for your sprinkler system. The pipe's sole purpose is to move a resource called water from point A to point B. And in life, that we're either a conduit or we're a cistern. You know, I like to use the example of the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is one of the lowest places on the earth. If not the lowest place, I don't remember, but it's one of the lowest places. And there's a few underground waterways that feed into the Dead Sea. But nothing comes out of the Dead Sea, and that's why it's the Dead Sea. And the question for each of us that we have to ask ourselves is this. Am I a Dead Sea leader? Am I a Dead Sea human being? Have I been poured into all my life, and I'm still holding, I'm still retaining? You know, you go to the Bible, and there's two stories. One's called the Minas, and one's called the Talents where a a leader, a manager, an owner, was leaving town for a while and gave his workers, his helpers, um, some stuff. He gave one guy ten of something. He gave one guy three of something. He gave one guy one of something. Whether you talk about the talents or the minors, they're two different stories, but the same concept. He gave stuff to people and then said, I will return. And the thing is, he expected a return on his investment. And when he came back, the one that was given ten doubled it. And so he came back 20, said, well done. The one that was given three or five doubled it. Now he had six or 10. And he said, well done. The one that was given one stored it, put it away. That way, when his master came back, he'd make sure he could give it right back to him. And if you read the stories, both of them, he was told, you you terrible person. You could have put my money in a bank and got me simple interest. And he, he sends them off to hell. I'm just going to be honest with you. And, boy, you know, we've been blessed to be a blessing to other people. You know, rule number one about being a leader is not you. It's not about you. Get off yourself, leader. It's about how you can be used for other people's good, how you can be used for the glory of God and for the good of others. That is our purpose. And you got to know who you are. you got to know why you're here. You know, I remember reading a story years ago, and it's a, it goes like this, the other day someone at a store in our town read that a methamphetamine lab had been found in an old farmhouse in the adjoining county, and he asked me a rhetorical question, why didn't we have drug problems when you and I were growing up? And I replied that I did have a drug problem when I was young. I was drugged to church on Sunday morning, I was drugged to church for weddings and funerals, I was drugged to family reunions and community socials, no matter what the weather, no matter what I felt like. I was drugged by my ears when I was disrespectful to adults. I was also drugged to the woodshed when I disobeyed my parents, told a lie, brought home a bad report card, did not speak with respect, spoke ill of the teacher or preacher, or if I didn't put forward my best effort in everything I was asked to, I was drugged. I was drugged to the kitchen sink to have my mouth washed out with soap if I uttered profanity. I was drugged out to pull weeds in mom's garden and flower beds and cockle burrs out of dad's fields. I was drugged to the homes of family, friends, and neighbors to help out some poor soul who had no one to mow the yard, repair the clothesline, or chop some firewood. And if my mother had ever known that I took a single dime as a tip for this kindness she would have drugged me back to the woodshed. See, those drugs are still in my veins, and they affect my behavior and everything I do, I say, or I think. They are stronger than cocaine, crack, or heroin. And if today's children had this kind of drug problem, America would be a better place. And we need to say, God bless the parents who drugged us. See, we used to know who we were. We were children of God. We are a nation that was blessed to bless other people. And, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I do in my training. Man, with the pandemic, with the forced shutdown, with people questioning their lives, questioning their purpose, questioning their marriages, questioning their God, questioning their country. Now's the time to take this time to reflect on who are you? Why are you here? If today was your last day on this planet, it didn't matter one bit that you were given the gift of life. See, that's what a mission statement is. you got to have a mission statement. A mission statement consists of three parts. It's who you are. It's what you do. It's the quality in which you do it. It is our Constitution. It is our Bill of Rights. It is our Declaration of Independence. You know the thing. And now's the time to clarify that, because we're confused. And the bad part is confusion's from the devil. We serve a God of light. We serve a God of clarity, but we don't even know who we serve anymore. But we we live, we follow the God of fame, the God of sex, the God of money, the God of self righteousness, the God of social justice. We got we got to fix this. We gotta be the change we want to see in the world. You can't change the country at one time. It's the people inside the country that are changed that creates the change. You know, a Chinese general had a noble cause. He wanted to change the world. As he sat down to figure out how he's going to change his world, he realized he had to first start with his country, since he had authority there. As he sat down to figure out how he's going to change his country, he realized he had to start with his community, since he and his family resided in said community. As he sat down to figure out how he's going to uh, change his community, he realized he had to start with his family since he, they were the pillars of that community. As he sat down to figure out how he's going to change his family, he came the dawning realization that he could only change the man in the mirror, that the only person he could change was himself, but never doubt that the change in one might just change the world. See, when he changed himself, That would affect change in his family. And the change in his family would affect change in his community. And the change in his community would affect change in his country. And that, ladies and gentlemen, just might change the world. Remember, for the largest part of the last 200 years, the majority of the world has wanted to be like America? And now somehow over the last 12, 15 years, it's shifted. Now we want to be like the rest of the world. And now let's take this from globally to individually again. How about you? Are you running around wanting to change everybody else? Are you running around wanting to be like everybody else? Or are you living your life in such a way that other people want to be like you? And there's things that get us confused. There's things that get us off track. That's why your mission statement is a compass. If you know how to use a compass... You know, you set a point on the horizon. It's big. It can be seen from anywhere. And you move to that point. It's like Moana. If you ever watch the movie Moana when she's going to Tafiti, to, to I think is the name. And she had to follow the star. And when she fell asleep, she lost track of the star. And then she woke up and she realized she was going the wrong direction. That's what a mission statement is. You need to have a mission statement. It knows who you are, what you're doing, why you're here. It's very similar to the eulogy. You know, at a a funeral, your eulogy is the best possible person. Your eulogy is a celebration of someone's life. And now that you're dead, people are up there talking about how you spent your time on this planet. That's what your eulogy consists of. And Dr. Covey used to tell us to begin with the end in mind. And when you write your eulogy, when you know how you want this thing to end, then you can start moving in that direction and start living your life today like it matters. You need help doing that. You need to have a mission. You need to have a reason to get up each day because it defines who you are. It defines why you're here. It defines what you're supposed to do. I got two classes throughout this year to do that. November 12th through 14th is in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. And then December 3rd through 5th is in here in Dallas, Fort Worth. Go to likeitmatters.net sign up for a class. I can guarantee you the best holiday season you've ever had. You will leave my training on fire because you will know who you are. And when you know who you are, then what to do is without question. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does. Hear me, I am your new president. Silence! All citizens will be required to change their underwear every half hour.